0: This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well, that we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening. you season two. Today's guest is Rossi Karen. Rossi is a consultant for Youth Sports Group, and he also left his imprint on grassroots basketball with Basketball University. We talked to him today about having the right work ethic, impacting lives, being good to people. We also talked about his bubble events coming up for college basketball. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Rossi. Mike, thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here and and looking forward to connecting with you. Likewise, man. I mean, knowing you for some time now and uh, just really intrigued by by who you've been and who you are and who you're becoming. A lot of things are taking place uh, in the basketball world, particularly in the college realm and sphere. And and you're kind of part of that. So I really, our listenership is made up mainly of college coaches. So, I think hearing from you is very relevant right now and in the future, to, to be sure. So, I'm going to start off like I do every podcast, Rossi. How are you introduced to the game of basketball coming out of Port Arthur, Texas?
1: You know, it's a, it's a, it's a funny story, man. I, I grew up in Port Arthur, Texas, like you said. Yeah. Um, I went to Port Arthur Lincoln High School. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for anybody who's familiar with, you know, Port Arthur Lincoln basketball is, it's everything in that city. Yeah, um, you know, obviously Port Arthur Lincoln was one of the top high school programs you know, in, in, in the last few decades. Um, but I, I grew up idolizing and, and and watching the guys that played at Port Arthur Lincoln. Port Arthur Lincoln was our professional basketball team. Yeah. So I, I went to watch them. As, you know, we watched every home game. We went up to every road game as a kid. We went to every playoff game. We went to every state tournament appearance. So. You know, that was my introduction to basketball is watching the guys at Port Arthur Lincoln that came before me. Um, you know, the BJ Tyler, the Steven Jackson, Keith yeah. e. Harris, you know, all of those guys. So, you know, you grew up watching those guys and you, you want to be like those guys. You want to contribute to the program and be a part of what,
0: you know, Port Arthur Lincoln basketball meant, not just for the, c- the city of Port Arthur, but for the state of Texas. Yeah, like UGK would always say PAPA, you know what I mean? I, like, keep, yell- I keep yelling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, now man down here in San Antonio, we were bumping all that. So, uh, I I know of, part of Port put out there well, know a lot of heads out there. And yeah, for sure, it is definitely a place that you know, you can claim Houston from there, but it's its own it's its own little community, it's its own spot. Uh yeah, so it's yeah. City. Correct. Yeah, a lot of pride there. So now, give me give me a rundown, Rossi. Kind of what would your experience what your experience was as a player like How did you you know even though it would have been good, you played at the collegiate level. What was it looking like through your eyes?
1: Um, you know, I was I was a a, a decent high school basketball player. Um, I, I started a few years at Colorado Lincoln. Um, I was an All State player my senior year when um, we went to, to the state finals my senior year. But I, I really wasn't super talented. You know, my senior year in high school, I was probably 5'10", 120 pounds. Wow. Um, but I, I had a, a strong work ethic. I was competitive. I had great leadership skills. Um, and I was obsessed with always doing my best. And that was something that, you know, my, my parents instilled in me, you know, to always always do the best you can do and to put your best foot forward. So, um, so I had a good high school career. Um, I went on to play Division One college basketball at Niagara University. Yeah. In the Matt conference, I played for Coach Joe Mihalik. Um, and I was just an okay college basketball player. Again, you know, the, the higher level you move up, the more talented guys. Um, but, but had a great overall experience, learned a lot about the game. I learned a lot about myself. Um, and, then, and then, from there, um, I played a couple years of semi-pro basketball, uh, ABA, um, USBL—you know, some of the lower-tier leagues. Um, and again, as you move up, the talent gets better. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so overall, I, you know, I was—I think I maximized my talent. Wow. And most important, most importantly, I got a—you know—full scholarship, and a, you know. Um, and a degree from American University in communications, and, with a minor in Spanish. And I didn't have to pay I didn't have to pay a down for it. So, um, I was I was fortunate, man, to be able to to, to play it you know, at the next level and and to be able to get a free education. And I'm, I'm grateful for those opportunities.
0: Yeah, free school. Uh, you know, a university that's well known for their for their yeah. academics. Uh, yep. you, yeah. You, you kind of got two and one, man. You, you you hit you hit the lotto, so to speak. But you know, it sounds like you used the game to get what you needed, and I think that's something that's really important for student athletes as a whole, because we're talking about what less than two percent, something like that, going to the league or any league. And uh, you know, the the main thing is the main thing. So keep the main thing the main thing, and I think that's that was your experience. That's fantastic, man. Really, really good stuff. Now. I want to ask you something because how we met was you were working or you founded Basketball University and and I was working, Mm -hmm. you were working with one of my former players, all that. And that whole system, that whole program was just really, you know, out of this world to me. I mean, just really great, solid program. So I want to ask you what inspired you to found it, own it, and operate it? I
1: think Basketball University came out of. My own basketball experiences, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that because I had the opportunity to play at the next level, and I know that most kids, at least for me, I was obsessed with playing Division One basketball, yeah. or at least being able to play in college. And I think I think that's the same for most kids, yeah, nowadays. And since I wasn't super talented, and I, and I, you know, by the grace of God, I figured out a way to get to the next level and get that education. You know, my goal was to be able to help other people or other student athletes like myself yeah. to be able to say, hey, listen, you're probably more talented than I am. All right? So if you can take that talent and then mix in the work ethic that I had and the leadership skills and the, and the, you know, the, the discipline of, to, to work on my craft and then implement those things to study the game, that you can do at least what I did and, and more with your, with your level of talent. So it was more so about helping kids to have some of the same experiences and opportunities that I had, and also just to be able to impact the lives of young men because I learned so much um, about myself, um, and I developed as a young man through sports and through athletics and through the ups and downs of high school basketball and college basketball. It it shapes you it molds you, um, and I wanted to help, you know, be able to provide some of those same opportunity and experiences for the young men that that I spent time working with over my, you know, 17
0: years or 16 years or so doing grassroots basketball with Basketball University. Yeah, and you know, in that space, the grassroots space, there's so much, there's a lot of negative connotations to it, Uh, but when you do it right, you do it right, and people are going to take notice, and people are going to benefit, like you said, the experience, the impact. I think those are the right reasons for being a part of the game. Those are the right reasons for working with young people uh, you know we, we a lot of people think of grassroots as exploiting kids and sure that's there but I mean that's almost in any <laughs> profession it's almost in any sphere and space in this world. however, what you're talking about is what's what's really good about the sport, what's really good about grassroots, what's really good about society and as a whole. So yeah, I hear you completely and and uh, and everything I saw you do, man you were here again. I always think of you as a forward thinker because, like, I saw what you were doing with the media for your guys, and that was forward thinking. That was like, okay, nobody else is doing this like this at this level, really putting mm-hmm. it together. And that made an impression yeah. on me. So, I, you know, what you're saying, I saw. You're not just, you know, blowing smoke. That was really good stuff, man, really, really good. Now no, – I, 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 go I appreciate it. And, and, with, and with, with basketball, you got,
1: you know, again, me – started in 2004 and we you know, we started with, I was basically training kids on driveways. I had one kid that I started with out in the Memorial area and it kind of grew into, you know, a multi-team, multi-program, you know, um, multi-level, um, you know, basketball training platform. Um, and I had a lot of help along the way. I do you know, Teddy Wheeler was, you know, probably one of the most Influential guys in, in that space now, um, with my right right hand man for seven or eight years. So a lot of the things that we do from a basketball standpoint, his hand was on, and what he did it allowed me to be able to focus on some of the other aspects, which is you know brand building and you know promoting our our guys and and helping guys to you know to build their brand and to connect with college coaches and help guys move on to the next level. Yeah. Um, so it was, I enjoyed my time in that space and. Um, and I'm thankful for the relationships that i built and, and, you know, and the, the coaches and the players that
0: I was, um, you know, able to connect with along the way. Yeah, shout-out to Teddy. I've known Teddy, too, and he's a good guy. Going to be watching watching his son, you know, get it done out there in Georgia. Good guy, real good guy. By, man. By yeah, yeah, he yeah.
1: Have a
0: good year. yeah great, great kid, great athlete, really good kid. So, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 you're right, unbelievable. He's a talent representing the city really well. Now, what advice would you give to team owners like in the in that space, and to event operators who are just getting their start?
1: Um, I would give them the same advice that I would give to anyone who is getting in any space or any startup business, and, and you know, probably the most important thing that I think is overlooked, especially in grassroots basketball, is is to be good to people. Yeah. Um, that, I think I think that is the most important thing. Um I think that, you know, people are so ambitious in every space. Mm-hmm. Um when they get in they're trying to figure out how can I how can I climb the ladder, how can I you know, how can I get this done? How can I get this done? And I think it starts with with just being good to people, being a good dude. Yeah. And I think people want to help good people, They want to be associated with good people. Yeah. Um and, and that helps you to build your network. Because yeah. ultimately, in any space, you know, how, how quickly you can climb or progress or, or move forward is, is not just about what you can do individually with your abilities, it's the network that you build, the relationships that you build. Um, but I think being good to people, I think is probably the, the number one thing. I mean, don't talk bad about people. And I yeah. think that's one of the things that's, that's, um, that's kind of a cancer in the graduate space. Everybody likes it kind of criticize for somebody else is doing. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's behind closed doors and sometimes it's on Twitter for everybody to see. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's something that, that I, you know, we always try to stay away from is to stay out of the, the gossip and the mess and just to focus on the things that we were doing with, with our program. Um, I think the other thing is probably figure out how to add value. Yeah. So when people, when people get in the space... Again, people are trying to figure out how can they obtain something, uh, how can they get what they're looking for. And I think the key in any industry is to, to figure out what value do you bring to that industry, or what value do you bring to to um, people in that space. And if you if you have value, then people will, and, and, and you're a good dude, then people will, will will gravitate towards you and do you know things that you need them to do to help you. Um, but I think it starts with trying to help other people.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's, uh, here again, That you you said a mouthful when you said how much you learned from playing the game and how much you wanted to impact and help other young people learn the game. And here you are talking about this kind of formula, being a good person, you know, treating people right, not talking behind people's back, adding value, bringing people, you know, bringing people alongside of you to help you to network with you to build something Man, if we could do that in society, man, please you know what I mean? Like, this is this is what society yeah. needs to be hearing and doing more than anything. And so, yeah, yeah. there's good stuff. And I don't think those things are specific. I don't think those things are specific
1: to the basketball industry. Uh, yeah, I think those are just good. I think those are just great life practices yeah. as a man. You know what I'm saying? Be yeah. like good to people. Yeah, treat, treat people right. Um, you know, I think those are important. And then, probably lastly, I would say. Things and this is one of the things I learned from my mom is to do things with excellence. Yeah, like whatever you put your hands on, make sure that you, that you like I said when I started this, is do your best, put your best foot forward. Yeah, um, you know, whether you know, whatever it is, you know, whether it's you know, how your clean uniforms look, or you know, kids having matching shoes when they go, or the matching bags, or you know, be putting out some information on the kid, making sure that words are spelled correctly, or that the graphics look nice. I think. I think all of those things ultimately make up, um, you know, how people view you yeah. in that industry, yeah. and then you know, and how much success you can have in that industry. And again, to me, that's not a basketball thing. That's just a life skill. Do yeah. be your best. Be good to people. Don't talk about people. Add value. Yeah, I think that those things are important in, in any space that you're going to be in. So those are the things that, yeah. that you know, me as a man, I, you know, I've always tried to to do, and in the grassroots space, I I, I try to do that as a program for basketball university, and those are things that I'm, you know, continue to use as as I move forward in whatever direction, my career
0: goes. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you know, those values travel, and they, you know, we always talk about translating, right, at the grassroots level, like, does that, does this kid's game translate, does this translate, but with your life skills that you're talking about, those Values and virtues; those those translate to every aspect of life, like you said. So, yeah, that's great stuff. Now, I want to ask you about what you're doing currently with the Youth Sports Group. What's your role and involvement with them? Uh, I I founded Youth Sports Group maybe a year and a half ago, okay. um, and it was as
1: I transitioned out of grassroots basketball. Um, you know, obviously. Did a, you know, we had an AAU program and and skill development and training and those things. But we also were in the event operation space, yeah. you know, high school events and graduate events. Um, so I just wanted to utilize, you know, some of the things that I learned in that space and just take it one level up, take it to the collegiate level. And I, you know, I was able to use some of the things that, from the event standpoint, um, that I learned there and, and some of the relationships that I built with college coaches over the past fifteen years. Um, to create new Sports Group. And new Sports Group is just, it's just a sports marketing and events management company that does, you know, puts together collegiate basketball events. And ultimately, just like in Grassroots, our goal is to create a platform that not only um, benefits the student athletes, but helps the student athletes understand their role and responsibility to impact the community. So, yeah. Like our motto is we create world-class events that inspire athletes to create world change. Wow. So for every event that we do, there's a community component that the athletes that participate from the various universities, they go out in the community and do um, and do work there that, that impacts the community and young people in that community. So it's something that we're excited about. Um, it's growing um, and we're learning and we're just going to continue to try to move forward to put, put forth good products that people can be excited
0: about. Yeah, nice. So let's to kind of follow up on that or piggyback off that. You know, talk to us about the proposal that you did. Did you, you put out there for the NCA uh, organization institutions, I should say, about a bubble, uh, bubble events. You know, one being the hoop pipe XL and the battleground two K twenty. Like, give us kind of a rundown of, of how you're going about that. So we have two events planned for the upcoming year. That like you said uh, hoop pipe Excel,
1: which is Scheduled for November 13th. Oklahoma State and North Texas was in that event. And then the Battleground 2K is December 18th um, at Toyota Center. And that event features um, Texas A&M versus Boise State in the opening game and then the University of Texas versus Louisiana Tech in the second game. Yes. And, you know, a few months ago, you know, as COVID kind of ran rapid, we were trying to figure out how we can those events and what things and the protocols we needed to have in place to protect the student-athletes. Because our medical team told us, man, COVID is not going away anytime soon, you know, we'll still be wearing wearing masks 12 months from now. So in the process of trying to figure out testing protocols and medical procedures and and different parameters that we needed to protect the athletes, we came up with a concept which we called Battle in the Bubble. yeah. Which is which is, a, which is the first college basketball non non conference bubble that had that was created. We presented it to um, we created a few months ago and we presented it to over fifty teams um, right away, and then we presented it to the NCAA. Um, and we got we got good feedback. But the, the funny thing is, when I initially started talking to schools about playing you know, in a bubble in college basketball, coaches were laughing at me. Really? I mean, it's, 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 oh, there's no way we can play in the bubble. We can't play college basketball in the bubble. These guys are not closed. And it's funny now; it's like twenty bubbles that have that have popped up, and, and some <laughs> and some of the same schools that last are, are actually trying to do their own bubbles now. So wow. it's um it's kind of an interesting deal. But um you know I don't see a way you know and things change significantly. And I, I I've said this on multiple media platforms that we play college basketball games this year outside of a bubble or a pod or some, of some sort. Um, if you look at what's happening with football, the game's being canceled. Um, you know, I, I think as we move into basketball season, it'll be flu season. The games are indoors. You're playing two or three games a week. There's no helmet or face shields or that. The level of contact with guys, um, it's, it's probably a you know um, a little more intimate Um I I just don't see a way. I think that yeah. you know, a lot of teams have games on their schedule now, but to fly all around the country and play in different arenas and have teams come to your arena and you fly to this event I can't see it happening. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I, think, I think it's almost it's almost impossible that we have a college basketball season and yeah. teams don't get to one place and say, Hey, we're gonna, you know, hunker down here and play five or six games. You know, with proper testing protocols and and parameters, Um, you know, I could be wrong, but that's my opinion. I don't see see it happening um, outside of the bubble.
0: Yeah, no. You bring up really valid points there, and it's a lot for people to kind of uh, digest from the outside looking in. But on the end, man, that's a whole lot to to work with. That's a lot of work and time and energy and especially uh, the fiscal part of it. It's gonna take a, a lot, but I'm, I'm positive something will get done, and it's uh, it looks. I mean, the proposal is fantastic, especially if you're, like I'm a college basketball nut, and uh, and you can have games for me back to back to back, or you know, that's perfect. It's it's early March, it's early mm-hmm. tournament time, so yeah, I'll take that all day long. Now, I want to ask you. I saw you on uh, the lead one uh, forum the other day, and you mentioned something about you know, contactless coaching. And, and we're all trying to figure that space out too as far as how to, you know, with social distancing, how, how to make it just really more uh, physical distancing but not necessarily distancing from the communication lines that we have with our players. Uh, can you talk to us about that app that you're developing with Seven Star? Um, so the, the app is called
1: uh, Contactless uh, Coaching. in um, Seven Star... It's the tech company that, that is uh, facilitating or, or creating or developing that app and we're helping them, you know, kind of move it forward um, as far as the concept and things that are required um, from a coaching standpoint. You know, when you think about, um, you know, coaching, you know, it's, it's intense interaction with your players. Yeah. You know, especially on the college level. I mean, you have film every day, study hall, you know, um, you know, have weights every other day. Practice, um, team meetings, and I think in the era of COVID-19, where it's about being distant, you know, socially distancing yourself. Contact coaches. And coaching is just a way for teams and players to stay connected. In, you know, in the world of social distancing, so the app itself basically allows. Teams to share data, to share video, to share schedules, to share highlights. from So, for instance, instead of meeting as a team, a coach could basically get on on. You know, I guess I guess you would almost envision a Zoom call where there are multiple players there. You can share, you know, highlights or breakdown film. Um, so it's just a, it's just an application that we will use inside of our bubble for for teams to be able to stay connected, share information, for coaches to be able to talk to one or all 13 guys um, and and be able to to communicate that way without gathering in a Um, And I think it's it's an incredible application. Seven Stars is a cutting-edge application that Seven Stars is facilitating and we're just happy to be a part of it and we think it's going to be something that's great for our non-conference bubble, but I think it's something that universities across the country um, could benefit from at some point as we kind of navigate um, the COVID-19 era.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, it's the future now. Uh, I think there's a lot of, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say some people are lethargic, but this whole pandemic has created an opportunity for innovation, and there, therefore, uh, this adversity has caused that innovation. This uh, crisis has caused people to get more thoughtful and creative, and I love that. I love that because I see what's happening out there, and I'm thinking. No, 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 now's not the time to, 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 to you know, crawl up in a, in a in a shell and just hide, even though we may have to do that at times. <laughs> it, really, it really is about opening up our minds to, hey, there's more, my dad always said, there's more one there's more than one way to skin a cat. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if I'd ever want to skin a cat, but if I ever did, I know there's <laughs> more than one way, but you get what I'm saying. And, and I think this is uh, part of that. This is really part of that. And this is, here again, the future now and i think all of us who are listening right now coaches administrators and all that we have to do that we have to be forward thinking we have to be innovative because otherwise our, our, our uh, student bodies are our, our even our co-workers and those who work with the stakeholders uh they'll get bored and they'll, they'll they'll feel like this isn't it anymore this isn't the move i need to move so yeah great stuff man i I'm, Glad you expounded on that application, because I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna make a difference and take off now. How important do you feel it is for college basketball and its participants to have a season, you know, whatever that looks like, because of everything that's happened, you know, mental health, uh, physical health, uh, the psyche of the of the student athlete to have to be able to have that experience like, like you had. Uh, how important do you think it is for that for the season to transpire?
1: I, I think it's super
0: important. I think that um I think that kids are struggling right now. Yeah. Because when you
1: when you talk about, like you said, my college basketball experience, like I, I went to summer school, I showed up on campus in, in, you know, early August or whatever it was and you go to you know, summer school, you start your, your workouts, you get accustomed to weight training, you play and pick up every day and you're getting ready for the season. And I think that since March with the cancellation of the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournaments, it has not been the same experience for the college student-athletes. Yeah. And when kids signed up you know, to play at that university or be a student-athlete at that university, they had expectations of what that was like. Yeah. And then again, it included a heavy doses of, doses of training and playing and competing and studying film and lifting weights and and a lot of those those opportunities have been taken away from these kids over the last uh, few months. And the, the reality is, most of those kids, since they were in the third grade, have played basketball almost every day of their life. <laughs> yeah. You know, you when know, you look at AAU, that they, some of those kids in you know third or fourth grade have been playing year-round basketball. Yeah. And now, and they've done it all in preparation to be a college athlete, to some degree. Yeah. And now that they're there, and they're not experiencing. Or um, the disappointment, you know, what they expected from a college experience or from a basketball experience, and, and also from just a, 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 student, after, a student experience or, or, um, or on campus experience. I mean, kids are, you know, sitting in their dorm rooms, um, they, they can't go out, they can't hang out with their friends, they can't socialize as much. So, all of those things that make for a great overall experience in the college campus, kids are not experiencing it and I think that. Um, you know, years are down, and I think there's a lot of them are struggling. And I think that having a college basketball season uh, will help. But again, we have to do it in a safe, efficient, effective way that that puts the health and safety of these student athletes first. And um, yeah. so, you know, I hope that you know, and I know that that's every university's goal. But um, I hope that we all can figure out, you know, collectively how to how to make that happen in a in, a, in a safe, yeah. in a safe manner.
0: Yeah, the greater good, you know, and yeah. and I just think it's really, you know, I, I kind of want to go back to what you're talking about, kind of that experience of being isolated. Uh, you know, most of the basketball players that we know are African-American, right, that are playing in mm-hmm. the NCAA basketball. And so they're not experiencing what they kind of were expecting, and they weren't expecting to see what they're seeing all over the TV screen now and in the media they're not like today. What happened? I mean, there's there there's such a pressure mounting and a unrest mounting, and even if it's the white players too. I mean, there there's there's something to be said for that as well. But more so, the minority player who's sitting there saying, "I can't do what I love to do to the degree that I want to do it," and now I'm seeing this happen and unfold in society. It could lead to some really bad things. So yeah, the more that we can get back to any kind of normalcy safe and healthy and here again with the greater good in mind it really yeah, I can't I couldn't speak to that anymore because I, I always care about the person before I care about the player I care about the experience the mental health uh, before I care about the physical health so I, I, I don't know I just I appreciate you saying those things because that is really really important now with young people and young men in particular, what excites you about working with them?
1: I, I think that um, just impacting their, their lives, you know, one of the things about being in grassroots is you really get a chance to have intimate relationships with the families. Yeah. So it's you know it's not a surface deal. I mean, when you're traveling all over the country with kids. and I mean, you know, you know, you get to learn about their mom and their dad if they have a father. Yeah. Um, you learn about their you know their, their um. You know the, the the financial situation, and you hear really stories of, "Hey, coach, our lights are off, or, or we don't have any food, or Hey, I'm glad I got a chance to go on this AAU trip because it's the only time I get to get you know three meals." Wow. Um, it's, it's such an um it's such a humbling experience, and I, I think that um you know kind of going through all of those things and, and being around those kids as they develop and, and as they grow and as they you know as they triumph and fail and like I said, you learn a lot about those kids, and ultimately you just want to have an impact on them yeah. that, that someday they, they can come back and say, hey, Coach, I appreciate, you know, and, and it may not have anything to do with basketball, but I appreciate you teaching me about doing things that Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you teaching me about being disciplined or being respectful or being on time um, or about the way I presented myself, my presentation, my haircut, the way I, you know, the way I wore my clothes, my uniform. I think all of those things, some of the things that we talked about earlier, being good to people, um, ultimately, I think, decide, you know, the 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 trajectory of these of these student athletes as young men. Because at some point, basketball is over. We don't we don't hoop anymore. Um, But I I hope that some of the values that we're instilling um, in student athletes, not just at the NBA level, but the college coaches as well, because all those guys are doing the same thing, is that you help mold young men that can have success after the basketball starts
0: bouncing. Yeah, that's really important. I think that's uh, understanding the long game, not the short game, not the four mm-hmm. years, not the two years or whatever it may be. I understand yeah. the long game. Like, this isn't – I don't know. I, I always – when coaching kids and coaching people and still staying in contact with most of my former guys, players, I should say, you know, the thing was always about, hey – you're going to need me more when you're out of high school. You're going to need me more than when you're out of college because then at that point mm-hmm. you're on your own. And so, yeah, it's just really important to coach the long game because life is the longest thing I think any of us have ever experienced. So it's like mm-hmm. let's let's prepare these guys. Let's prepare them the best that we can. Uh, even though they're going to experience them, like you talked about, ups and downs. Uh, let's do the best we can in, in preparation for those experiences. So, yeah. Great stuff. Now I want to ask you about your support system because we talked earlier. You got two daughters, uh, you know, going through this time right now. You know, very unprecedented type stuff happening. Uh, How important has your support system been? It's it's been
1: uh, it's been unbelievable, and and, you know, and I know everybody's COVID experience has been different, Um, but for me, it, it hasn't been bad at all. Thank God, I mean, you know, no, one of my, you know, close family has been affected significantly by the virus. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, the last 10 years I've traveled all over the country, you know, with, with AAU events, and I was away from my family attend So literally the last six or seven months I've spent more time with my, my wife and kids than I've, than I've had the opportunity to spend in a long time. Yeah. So that, that, that aspect has been very good. Um, my daughters have a, a three-year-old daughter and a six-year-old daughter, you know, and now they're at the age where they remember when they're not there. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm there. glad. So and mm-hmm. they're one, one or two, they don't remember that stuff. But you know, when they get, you know, four or five, six, they remember. Yeah. So, um, the, you know, the last two years for me, being away from the last season, you know, spend more time with my family, but specifically in COVID, you know, I, I work from home now. My wife is a real agent; she works from home. Uh, my oldest daughter just started um, school for the first time. She's doing virtual school, so I spend spent an incredible amount of time with my family. It's been awesome. I've gotten the chance to you know to connect with my daughters and be able to you know instill you know, some of the same things in them that I you know, that I was I hope that I wasn't instilling in other people. And a lot of times with virtual school, people don't realize it. You spent so many years traveling around the country helping other people's kids, yeah, and sometimes it's at the expense of your own children. Um, so I'm, I'm 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 blessed to be able to have the opportunity now to be able to spend time with my own kids, and it's, it's been good. It's been good. For
0: that's fantastic what you said right there, and I think every coach and every here again administrator educator that's listening can can speak to that point where it's just like you work so hard at helping other people's children reach their goals and dreams and and learn things, you know? Apply those principles in life to their experience uh, that sometimes you're like, man, am I doing this at home? You know, is this happening for me at home? And I'm glad to hear that that is is happening because that's so important. Uh, Like you said, now they start remembering. And if you Yeah, they remember. Yeah, so if you they you're missing two days, they're gonna think you were gone for two months. I mean mm-hmm. them. What would, what would right? So yeah, mm-hmm. that's fantastic now. What have you learned about yourself throughout your career, Rossi? Um,
1: you know what? It's, it's funny, like I mean, a lot of the things that the quality that I believe that helped me have some level of success when I was playing and obtain a, a Division One scholarship. Some of those qualities are the same qualities that are helping me to have any level of success in, you know, beyond that in, in the business world. I mean, um, and one of the things that I think is really important is, you know, by the time a kid is, you know, nine or ten years old. You know, a lot of who they are and, and, and you know, their, their personality traits and some of their values are already instilled in them. So I think it's important, you know, that their parents really spend time when they are young, kind of shaping and molding them to, you know, and instilling some of the values that you want them to have. But, like, like, you know, as a, as a high school basketball player, like, I had, I was, again, I wasn't talented, but I was disciplined. I was obsessed with working out. Like, I would work out every day. I would get up in the morning and go shoot on the park by my house and go back and, and go to school. And then after school, I would work out from you know, at the rec center from 4 o'clock to 9 o'clock at night. Um, but I, I, I had an excessive work ethic, um, and I was I was persistent. Um, you know, I had good leadership qualities. And I think that those same things that allowed me to have any level of success, with the, you know, again, with the lack of talent that I have, are some of the same things that I think are, are um, helping me to have some level of success and some of the other things that I'm that I'm working on now, but you know, ultimately, you know, discipline, hard work, um, persistence, being 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 good to people. I think those are the things that that are that are really important. So, um, you know, I think those are some of the things that I that I um, that kind of developed as a young man from my parents, and I think that those are some of the things that hopefully I've instilled in student athletes that I've been. Thank you, so they continue
0: to do. Fantastic. That's good stuff, man. I mean that. I, I always think to myself: I hope people are using this game right because it's bigger than the game. I hope people are really connecting with people relationally because it's bigger than the game. I hope people are doing it right by people because it's bigger than the game. So yeah, really appreciate that. Now, my last question is always about legacy, man. And I know sometimes we don't want to think about it, or we don't think about it. But I gave you the question ahead of time so I hope you thought about it. <laughs> and in that you still got a long ways to go in your career and, and, and you know, your productivity level's really high so it's gonna keep going. But I think as a working legacy right now, like you're in it. What would you want to be said of you when your career is all said and done?
1: Uh you know, I, I think that that I was that I was good to people. And that I impacted the lives of people around me. Like I, I have a fan is on my social media, you know, it's one of the things that I believe is is basically the fundamental principle of life is to love God and to love people. Yeah, I, you know, and I hope that when there's, you know, I, I just turned forty last week. Yeah, you know, you young, you're young, you young, you make even forty years I mean, <laughs> old. You realize how quickly it creeps on you. Yeah. So when I'm, you know, done working or in sports space or whatever, I, I hope that people, um would say that I, that I was know that, that I loved God and that, and, I, and that it was reflected in my life and that I was that I was good to other people and that I impacted the lives of, of, uh, of people around me um you know ultimately you know I my opinion that you know my, my belief, I'm accountable to, to God at the end of the day and I think that you know God gives us gifts and talents and abilities and I think it's up to us. To utilize those gifts and talents to impact the lives of so people, and ultimately, that's that's who we have to answer to And we, we to, you know, so you know, obviously, I, you know, when it's all over. You want people to say great things about you, but you know, the most important thing for me is that I fulfill my purpose. And you know, I think that God has given us all a purpose. So when, when, when I'm done, I'm, I'm, I want to be able, I want God to be able to say that I, I fulfilled the purpose that He gave yeah. uh, to me on, on this earth. So yeah. that's that's what I want my legacy to be.
0: Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what you want to hear.
1: Hey, there you go. That's what
0: I want to hear. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to hear, too. Hey, man, welcome to the 40 Club. I got there last Thank year. You. I'm going to hit 41 here in about a month. And uh, it feels good, man. 40 is the new 20. I'm, we'll just say that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I really do appreciate you, Rossi, coming on, spending some time with us, really, really getting, you know, getting people out there to know you. I know a lot of our listeners probably know who you are. Most of them, if not all of them, know who you are. uh, But to get to know you as the person better and to get that out there. So thank you so much for your time.
1: No, Mike, I appreciate you having me and and what you're doing with the creative coaching platform. I believe it's it's super impactful. And it's not just impactful for people that are in the space now, but like we talked about for people, up-and-coming people who, who are looking to get in the the grassroots space or in the college coaching space or or anywhere in the basketball industry. um, What you're doing is impactful,
0: um, and I'm I'm happy that you gave me the opportunity to, to be a part of what you're doing. Very humbled by that. Thank you so much, Rossi.